When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, which we're going to do an Illini versus Penn State preview. Illini football is coming back off of their bye week. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Please go follow it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you listen to your podcast. It can be found there. Please go follow it so it updates you when a new episode drops weekly. This podcast is also found on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go check out bellyupsports.com and check out all the blogs, podcasts, and everything there. Um, and, of course, betting season is in full swing. We do picks and stuff on this show. Uh, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and this show is working with BetUS, which is a casino website and also a sports betting website where you can do same-game parlays, money lines, over-unders, and all that stuff. And there's also different casino things. that If you like betting at the casino, you can do it online here. And right now, if you use the link in the description below, bet you or bet us dash belly up sports, you use that link, you make a minimum deposit of $100 and use the code, code join125. You're going to get 125% sign up bonus. So 100% of the 125% is going to go towards the sports betting part. And then the 25% is going to go towards the casino. So that's free, free, free money. And everybody loves free money. So if you go do that, you can start betting using the picks that we drop on this show and you can go start making some money and it lets them know that I sent you and that you're supporting the podcast and you're supporting uh, the Bell Up Sports Podcast Network. We thank you so much. Um, diving into today's episode, we're going to do an Illini football versus Penn State football preview. Illinois coming off a rough season so far. They just are they're having a rough season. They're, they're coming off a bye week, a much needed break to kind of regroup and, and kind of go through what, what kind of needs to be done. Um, how do they get better? How do they move up? How do they get better? You know, defense is slowly getting better. They're making strides. Numbers may not necessarily include that, but when you watch the film and you watch them play, they're, they're getting a little bit out of more out of their man stuff and going to some zone. They're flying up. They're actually tackling. The defensive line's getting hands-on and ripping off. So the defensive play is getting better. I think they're 
slowly grasping what Coach Bielema and Coach Walters on defense, defense coordinator, is trying to come up with and try, and try to really get because they were in that Tampa, they they lived and died by the Tampa two with Coach Lovey Smith for years. So now they're really, I think, trying to grasp of what they're trying to do and what they're really trying to accomplish. Um, but they've had a rough go. They needed the break. They have a very tough schedule coming up for Illinois. It makes me feel so bad for Illinois of their schedule that is starting to come up. They have to play number seven in the nation, Penn State, and then just real quick, you know, they got to play Penn State, Rutgers, which is much improved. Um, then they got to play Minnesota, Iowa, Northwest. So it's not a tough, tough. I mean, it's a tough schedule, but it's not as tough as others. But it's still pretty tough for them. So now they got to go play Penn State. Right now, Penn State is five and one, two and one in the Big Ten. They're number seven in the nation. Illinois is two and five and one and three in conference. That is not a great matchup, and they have to travel to Penn State to play them there, which is a very tough place to play. That's where we had to travel to in the spring or last year. Um, right now, points per game, Illinois is only averaging seventeen point seven points a game. Penn State's averaging twenty eight point three points. Illinois is giving up twenty four point six points. Penn State's only giving up thirteen point eight points. Total yards a game, Illinois is only averaging 318. Penn State, 396. Yards passing, Penn State's 268 to Illinois, 153. Rushing yards, Illinois, 164 compared to Penn State's 128.3. Um, yards allowed, we've, we, we give up 429.1 yards a game. Penn State only gives up 312.7. Passing yards, we give up 264.7, and rushing yards, we give up 164. Penn State gives up 201 passing yards and 111 rushing yards. Penn State has beaten Ball State. They've beaten Auburn, which was huge, Villanova, Indiana, and then they lost a close one to Iowa. They've had time off. Um, so it's not looking good, 93.7%. It looks like they're going to have um, Illinois losing to Penn State, um, which – I guess if you're looking at the numbers, yeah. Now, we never know. Never know. That's why you play to win the game. Um, it looks like Sean Clifford could make his appearance back, and if that happens, it's going to be tough going for for Illinois if he comes back in because um, he is throwing for 1,482 yards, 11 touchdowns. He does have five interceptions, as long as passes 83 yards. So if he is in there playing, it's going to be pretty tough. Um, Penn State's, you know, pretty decently running the ball, rushing yards. Um they kind of spread it around in their run game. Our best runner is Brown. He has 60 carries, 414 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, they're um, for Penn State. Uh, Lee has 38 carries for 204 yards. Um, but the quarterback struggle right now, Statowski is still the leading passer for it's a weird, I don't want to say this number 666 yards and six touchdowns and one interception um, compared to Clifford's 1,482. So if Clifford plays, that's going to be a problem for Illinois in their defense. Um, but again, Illinois offense has struggled and everything else. Um, now, before we really get into the key, more keys, we, we talked about a little bit, but we'll dive more into that. Big thing that's happened this week, um, Coach Bielema does press conferences like most head coaches do. He does about 30-minute press conferences. He has his own talk show and everything. He did a press conference, and... The first thing I've seen on social media was this this video of him talking and this quote, and it circulated, and I didn't jump on it because I didn't watch the whole interview. I don't know what the context was. I don't know what led up to that. Um, so I remember asking Coach West, who you know has done the show with me uh, many, many, many times, um, 
hasn't been able to do it. Hopefully we can get him and Brad back on. But, you know, I asked him, I said, what are your thoughts? And I'll read you the quote here in a second. But we heard this quote. We saw this clip. And one of the things he said was, well, it kind of depends if what, what's the whole conversation? What's the whole context? If this is the whole context, has he said this stuff to the players? Has he said this in the locker room? Because immediately what you saw was what we call keyboard warriors, which I think we all are from time to time. But these particular keyboard warriors were saying how to lose a locker room 101. Oh, this is a head coach you want to play for. Oh, look at this. Oh, he's what they were saying about Coach Bielan was he does this at Wisconsin, was blaming other people. He did this at Arkansas, was blaming other people. He left Arkansas in a bad place. Well, number one, Arkansas was in a bad place when he got there. He was trying to rebuild it, and people forget. Like, he competed with Nick Saban. Nick Saban, Coach Bielma, had some teams that really competed with him. So people need to back up for a second and do their research, like I did when Coach Bielma was hired, to really dig deep into his coaching career. And some people don't remember, at Wisconsin, he wasn't given this huge – he was working under a legendary Wisconsin coach and was trying to tell him what to do because this legendary Wisconsin – this coach was like the athletic director – and then, on top of it, he wasn't given like this budget. He was winning games. He was winning Big Ten titles. He was one of the Rose Bowls, winning these bowl games. And he wasn't given this huge uh, staff budget like all these other programs were, and he was winning. So it was just time for him to kind of move on so people forget that and say he's trying to blame other people. And I also think a part of this, and we'll get to the quote, and then we'll look at the whole, try to skim through the whole transcript of it and everything that's going on because more came out. Um, today, um, because after this quote was said, play, you know, we'll, we'll get to it, but we're so used to Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith would give you the ESPN answers is what I call them. So when a question gets asked, like, and they, they, they kind of say what you want to hear you, they, they kind of say what you're already kind of planning on them saying, not coach Bielma. Coach Bielma is going to answer the question as honestly as he can. He's going to be himself. He is not going to fake anything. And this is kind of why I become a fan. Now the record, now the he, I support Coach Bielman. I support the coach and staff. Yes, I talk about some of the struggles I see. I try to see him from a coach's perspective. And so again, if people out there can help me get Coach Bielma or any coach there to be on the podcast, I would love to. I don't criticize necessarily what they're doing. I just like looking at it and what's going on. But one thing is people really jumped on this and they really came out like I support Coach Bielma. Now, people can take this out of context all they want. We're going to read this quote that in this clip that people talked about. This quote: "As this roster continues to transition, I've got to make tough decisions. Players have to make decisions, and the roster is going to have to change to get to where we want to uh, win a championship." Bielma said, "I recognize that probably midway through the spring last year, through the summer." Just certain positions haven't played out the way we envisioned them to. In particular, the offensive line. I don't believe we have a player in the two deep that they've recruited here in the last two years that is significantly doing anything for us in the playing department, and that's a major concern. The top two quarterbacks that have played to this point are both transfers. So there hasn't been any development at that position that is significantly playing right now. Now, that's the short version. There's a longer version of this. Now, that came out, and so immediately people jumped on it and said, calling out the players no they're not playing well like and that's kind of where coach west said like if that's the whole quote if that's the whole context because another thing we've learned in this pandemic on social media is you know there's certain bits and pieces and we've got to really look at everything what kind of led up to that has he said these things to the players 
Is this just a, like we look at it as a coach's perspective and look at it as um, is this just a way to motivate the players out there to try to get them to play better and all this and that. So this came out as this whole thing. Well, as I record this on, I record this on Thursday, October 21st. So Coach Bielma was asked about it, and then the whole transcript had come out. Now, Coach Bielma talked for a little bit and said, you know, he showed the players the whole transcript of what he was saying and everything else. And then before that, the day before, so yesterday on Wednesday, the players come out and said, the, and, and I'm paraphrasing, they didn't, this does not bother them. They understand what he was saying. Like, this is... He, they cannot say, we're not playing well. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. They're working as hard as they can. We're not doing the things we need to do. Um, then Coach Bielma came out today and said he showed them the whole transcript. They talked about it. This was not him criticizing them. This was not him doing this. This was him answering questions. They took this and this and everything else. Now, I'm not saying they took this little clip of what he said, combined it with this other clip and everything else. So when I was initially reading this, took Coach West's advice and said, it's just the way he's calling out the players and this and that. Let's just kind of wait and see. Players come out and say they, that nothing was wrong. They're all good. When you're reading this, my first initial thought is, well, they even said he was taking a shot at the previous coaching staff, which he has said before he's never going to talk about the previous thing besides that they had to lay the foundation and all that stuff. To me, I read it and I said, okay, he's talking about the future. He's talking about recruiting. Um, I think he's just trying to call it to players and say, like, hey, I'm going to call you out. Yeah, I'll call you out in the locker room all day, and that's not working. So let me call you out in front of other people and see if you can play. And to me, that does not bother me, and that's kind of the way I read it. Now, again, I read it, took a step back. Then the full transcript came out. Then we're not going to read it word for word. Um, Champaign, Illinois, Coach Bielma held his 30-minute press conference. Here's what was said at Memorial Stadium. Um... He was talking about recruiting. You know, he's like, last Monday I was out about in, in the country, and I think it was productive work week for us on many levels as a program. I think we did good work on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday on different levels, working with our young guys, some kids who have played for a little bit for us, names of freshmen, blah, 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 blah. Um, he had a tremendous week. Um, he's talking about being on the road in the Big Ten. Um, then he's like, I'm watching Penn. One of the questions was, and here's the questions in order. So on if he watched Penn State from a football standpoint when he was there the day he got hired. So because remember, he was at Penn State watching the game. So they asked him about that. And then they asked him, um, how different is Penn State than the team he saw last year? He admitted he really wasn't looking at Penn State. He was kind of looking at Illinois and looking at everything like that. Um, then it said, on importance of junior college players and transfers to be successful in today's world, he said the effects of the portal transfer are probably going to be the kind of played out over the next two or three to four years, especially with the COVID adaptations. And this year we got granted an opportunity to sign seven more additional players to your 25-person recruiting class. There's a lot of moving parts right now in the NCAA, and there's probably none bigger than the transfer portal in combination with the NAIL. I think that's a huge uh, potential swing factor in a short amount of fashion. I think last week when we looked at the amount of days that myself and I was – that uh, the amount of days for myself that I was going to be out as a head coach, the time was equally spent between the potential transfer world and the high school world. We kind of had a beat on what we were going to do in state. We're going to continue to add a few guys, possibly in the 2022 class, but as you're looking for the immediate effects and things we're going to have to do offensively, we lose probably five of our six top offensive linemen – 
here all six year seniors and will be out for the program. So we got to pay attention to this question they asked about junior college players. He said we got a number of guys that are in the senior class. Um, that's been a bonus. Um, then he said, uh, so to have a handle on who those players are now, we've added a couple more since then into that class, either through a blue shirt or a couple of additional signings. Now that we've added a couple portal transfers after that to have a better grasp of our roster and where it is right now and where it's going to have to and where it's going has to be a point of emphasis this last week. We knew it was going to be that way. We wanted to get into the season, play these seven games. I'm in constant meetings all the time with Pat Emmelman and our personnel staff and kind of adjusting that as it plays out. So right here is a quote that we have to reread again. Now that we've added a couple portal transfers to have a better grasp of what our roster, of our roster, of where it is right now and where it's going has been a huge point of emphasis this past week off. We knew it was going to be that way. We wanted to get into the season, play these seven games. And I'm in constant meetings with Pat Hamilton and the personnel staff. I just how it plays out. Then he goes on to say, if you look at the quarterback room in particular, which obviously draws a lot of attention, two guys from the last spring, Deuce Spann and Isaiah Williams, are probably two of our higher regarded wide receivers. That dramatically changes that room depth, depth chart-wise and also from a skill set. The only person we've added, obviously, was Arzatowski, and we brought in Ryan Johnson. We already had Samari Kohler signed, so that room is considerably different from when we walked in, but that is a room, obviously, that has changed to get to where we want to be. So right there, he's talking about the, the roster. He's talking about next year. He's talking about when they're losing guys and this and that. Um, then they ask him to sit on the coordinators, calling him the hardest-working head coach they've been around recruiting-wise in philosophy, and you know, he talks about that. Then they said on his background with junior college coaching, and he talks about when he was at Wisconsin, uh, talking about junior college. Um, then I wanted, and I wanted meant to get on the road recruiting. Talks about recruiting um, and on how he has most changed the Illinois program since being at Penn State. Talks about that. Um, so there's just this huge thing all over the place. Just asking him all these different questions. And yeah, it's just this long, long transcript. And they're taking a little part of it. So when you're looking at the recruiting, you're talking about this. So we want to go back and read this again. You know, as the roster continues transition, I've got to make tough decisions. To have to make uh, this to be a championship team, I recognize that probably midway through the spring last year through the summer, just certain positions haven't panned out the way we envisioned them. In particular, the offensive line, I don't believe we have a player in the two deep that ha- that they've recruited here in the last two years that significantly is doing anything for us in the playing department, and that's a major concern. So, yeah, part of that looks kind of bad, but he's calling out the offense. He, you know, you look at this huge transcript um, that was read. You guys can watch the video. I'm not going to play it due to I don't know. Um, so people can take it as they want. People can say it's a bad locker room. The players would not have come out and defended him. The players would not be coming out to play for him. These recruits would immediately have dropped off. 
So I'm not going to read the entire transcript for you guys. Um, you guys can go on there and read it yourself. Um, but when he, they're talking about recruiting, they're talking about the roster, a part of it maybe is trying to call out, but he even showed them the entire transcript and exactly what was going on. Um, you know, there's, it's a 30-minute conversation. You have this entire transcript. Um, like one question off he ended on if he'd employ playing younger players in the final four games of the season, if they could still preserve a red shirt. Um, you know, and then he talked about, you know, he's going to play games. On clarifying the quarterback situation, Brandon Peters has started a game here. Arsartowski has started three games here. Brandon Peters is not cleared to practice Tuesday, has not practiced with us since the Wisconsin game on offense. Um, so let's say Arsartowski is probably going to be the quarterback. On players possibly playing multiple sports in Illinois on Penn State's record. So just a lot of stuff. So a lot of this was taken out of context. He showed the players, and what's more important is that the players saw it. He talked to them, figured it out. Um, so it's 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 this quote. Um, I don't know if it was actually made to be clickbait. I don't know if it was necessarily made to give views. I think. But I, I will say they're just picking that part of it and putting it out there. Um, a part of it is probably calling them out a little bit to say, let's get him to play better. Part of it's just him being honest, saying, hey, you know what? These guys are not playing well that we thought they would. Um, but then he's not, but like you look at the recruiting questions he got, read the transcript, not going to read the whole thing for you. But basically from what I was reading was he's talking about, he was talking about the players are going to lose. They kept a lot of players. They had 40-some seniors, which is one of the most in the entire Power Five in the country. So what they're going to have to replace there. He's talking about the transfer portal. He's talking about this. So just a lot of things are going on. And one good positive thing is when he, the players come out and defend him, no coaches come out and say anything bad. They've come out and said he's one of the hardest coaches they've ever worked for in recruiting. Um, he's trying to build a relationship with the state of Illinois and everywhere else. You don't have anybody come out and talk bad about him. So immediately Illinois, these Illinois people come out and start jumping down his throat. And again, it's these Illinois fans. Some of these Illinois fans I can't stand. Don't try to act like we're better than we are right now. We're building this program. No offense to Illinois and building on them. Record-wise, it's not one of the best programs we've had, but we're, we're following it. We're, we're, we're fighting with him. We can't sit here and try to run him off, you know, when we've only played seven games. So we don't need to run him off. We don't need to sit here and try to act better than what we are. Oh, look at this guy. Why would we play for him? Why would we hire him? Like, what is this? What is that? Well, look what he did at Wisconsin. He was building up a program in Arkansas. He wouldn't have got a higher than the NFL, so we need to take a step back. The quote was taken out of context. We have to see the full thing. And then people just don't understand what happens in a locker room. Okay. So this type of stuff he has probably said to them in the locker room. When the players come out of the locker room and defend him, things are probably good. So we need to pump the brakes, get over it. Everything's fine. I just want to address that quote, Coach Bielma. We still fight for you. We're still, I'm still behind you. Um, quick keys to the game to Penn State. Um, Illinois' offense is struggling. So if Arsatowski is playing, he's got to complete passes. Too many times he's overthrowing the ball, especially on short routes. He's overthrowing short routes. But if Brandon Peters hasn't practiced really since playing Wisconsin, he's probably taken a lot of the first-team snaps. Hopefully he's going to get into a rhythm. And I think if he starts and he's healthy, comes out of these games healthy, you stick with Arsatowski. So if Brandon Peters comes back healthy, you say, you know what, you've had your chance. Thank you for what you've done over these past years sticking with Illinois. Arsatowski's got to be the guy playing. You've got to get Isaiah Williams the ball. We've got to establish a run game. But at the same time, Penn State's going to stack the box and say, you got to pass it on us. And so Arsatowski is going to have to establish the pass 
which will open up the run game for us, which is what we want to do. I think the offensive line could look at this quote and say, to not say, screw you, Coach Bielma, because when you're a coach, you can say some of the things like that when you have a good relationship with the players. And I think he has a good relationship with the players already. So I think they could use that as motivation and say, you know what? He's calling us out a little bit. Um, we need to step up and play. So if they can really dig down deep, step up and play, Statowski can really complete short passes. We need to shift the formations. We need to have formation at Penn State. We need to jet motion, get Isaiah Williams the ball. We need to use him as a high candy, get them looking one way, get other guys involved, play action short passes. So if they can do that and get the run game going, I think they can compete. But the problem is going to be the defense. Defense has gotten better, but if Clifford plays, we're just going to have to keep everything in front and make them march down the field and work and everything else. So offense is going to have to put drives together because our defense needs to keep everything in front, nickel and dime. Hopefully we hold them to field goals. Hopefully they have to earn their scores. We're not giving up big plays. They're not scoring quickly. It's taking them a while to score. But then we've got to do the same on offense. We have to sustain drives. We can't go three and out or only run four plays and then get off because our defense is going to get tired. So if we can stay on the field, if Tatowski can get it to Isaiah Williams, if we can get Brown running the ball, we get our offensive line moving, get Ford involved in the blocking game and then the short pass game. If we can do all that stuff, we have a good field goal kicker, get down there and get some points. Hopefully we can make this a game. But right now it's 97% thinking Penn State's going to win. So I wanted to address the Coach Bielema quote, give short, quick things about Illinois and the preview for Penn State. Um... Yeah, so I I think I've, I kind of have to pick Penn State to win, but I'm really hoping deep down inside Illinois wins and makes it a game. Um, yeah, but that's it. Uh, go check out the transcript from Coach Bielma's quotes. Let me know what you guys think about that. I am all in on Coach Bielma. I don't have a problem with anything that was said in his his thing there, his talk. Um, thank you guys so much. Please uh, check out all the weekly episodes. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Go use that code and get some free money so we can win some money. And check out all the other stuff on bellyupsports.com and all that good stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.